That's all right. We're here. We're here. And we're coming at you live with some greatness here today. Uh, I just got to warn everybody that this may be the last time you may ever see me on this podcast for the foreseeable future right now. Um, there's a certain thing that uh, is happening in my life and I will not be able to do anything like that. It, it's a very serious announcement. I do have to warn everybody about it beforehand. Uh, what I have to say is that October 20th, when Spider-Man 2 drops, y'all ain't hearing me ever again. <laughs> not going outside. Like, oh my God. I will be on this game. My job can wait. My life can wait. My friends can wait. Can wait when Spider-Man drops. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody, I already warned everyone that I already put in my my two weeks saying like, hey, I'm just going to be out for like these this few weeks. Just use my P use all the PTO I collected over the course of the few years in this one stretch and just just run me my check when uh when I come into the office for the first time in in months. OK, so a sick break. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught the case of a uh, devil's breath. <laughs> if uh, no, um, but yeah, that's. But yeah, that's that's all we got. Uh, that's my that's my PSA for for the blurred cityum, and just know that he'll be taking over. <laughs> all right. So as they say, I'm Demetrius, and I'm Demetrius, and Meach and Meach presents the Blurred City Podcast. So for those listening, um, you can obviously tell. Also, if you just read the description, we have special guests on today. We have Midnight Comics. Um, if you two just want to introduce yourself first. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Lloyd. And I'm Natasha. Cool. 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 Comics. And yeah. When was first? And, and largest Black family owned indie comic book and manga publisher. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So we're going to get into a lot, just uh, kind of how we met the two of you uh, through, well, I'll save that for later. That's called a tease. But just like how we kind of met two of you, uh, we'll, the Midnight Comics itself, the different stories told, the process of creating. Uh, but before we get onto all that, we like to get out of pocket. So we need our legal Spiegel. All right. So the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by their respective companies. And our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases or corporate agendas whatsoever. Your discretion is advised. Yes, for quick housekeeping, um, if you listen to our Monday podcast of the season finale of Ahsoka, we do not apologize for anything said on that episode. But uh, yeah, so moving forward with that, before we get into our interview, we like to get into what's hot. So everything that's popular, dropping new and nerddom. Um, so Meech, if you want to kick it off, just kind of highlight how this kind of goes oh yeah so essentially like what we typically like to do we go through for me i go through the various channels of nerddom and i i just pick out some of the things that i noticed that I'm like okay this is something you gotta have on your radar let's start with the anime scene right in bleach phenomenal it's back on break so uh we'll be waiting till next year right to for when it comes back yep Yep, so there's that. Also, the Rising of the Shield Hero season three dropped on at the time of this recording. So 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 it's the first episode should be out. Uh we already saw the first episode uh well in advance, so let's get it. We also have One Piece staying one goaded uh <laughs> Netflix and anime and manga. So I, I don't know what to tell you. If you if you ain't on it, then uh then get on it. Next, we got Jump Jutsu Kaisen. 
Um, folks is staying getting jumped out here. Shibuya incident is still uh out here out here traumatizing folks. But uh the jumping is still horrendous and and speaking of jumping, the one of the biggest jumping anime of all time has returned. Tokyo yeah. Revengers is back. Bruh. <laughs> One of the best jumping animes of all time. I, 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 I can say just pure hoodlum, pure, pure black Air Force activity Jesus. as an anime is now back. Uh, first episode dropped of the new season. So uh, get on yes. that expeditiously. And now let's bring it on back a little bit, right? Because our favorite wholesome anime is back as well. Spy Family has, has dropped as well. So... So we get more of our favorite uh, Forger family. Yes, the Your Simps are rejoicing. Yes, the Your Simps <laughs> are rejoicing. Uh, we have somebody here who's a former, uh, former, but you know it is what it is, and 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 we do not need to discuss that any further. Listen to this one. So, and then of course the Attack on Titan finale drops on in November. So preferably it's the final part to the final chapter to the final season of the final episodes of the show. Part six. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Part six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to add that at the end. And now let's transition a little bit to the gaming side. As I already mentioned in the intro, Spider-Man 2 is dropping very soon. And I will uh, not be able to uh, do anything else besides 100 percenting this game. Exactly. 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 If the government can, can go and shut down, I can, too. All right. But also more combat once they more combating. Uh, I still have my 17 in one record. Uh, we are still out here. So that one person who gave me that L, I want to run that fade again. Uh, just saying. Now let's transition into movies and TV. We have uh, Exorcist, the true believer, the believers that has dropped out. Uh, we are supposed to be seeing it at some point uh, when that happens. I don't know anymore. Uh, Saw X also dropped, so I, I already watched it, so it's up to this guy to go find it. And then we also have The Continental, which is on Peacock, which is John Wick, a spinoff. I actually like it a lot. Uh, Gen V, which is the the boys spinoff, which is basically the X-Men, but, you know, boysified. <laughs> so if you know, you know. And then, of course, Loki Season 2 has dropped as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Just for record keeping, we will not be doing our weekly uh, recaps of the specific episodes for the for the show because of the fact we is tired and Spider-Man 2. And that <laughs> lets you know all that you need to know. Now, finally, transitioning in the realm of comics, which is apt, which is an apt way to end it on my end. Of course, we got ourselves the Spawn series. So King Spawn out here doing its thing. So get it, get in there. The superior Spider-Man has returned. And, and if you are in with the superior Spider-Man crowd, go, go to your local comic book shop today. Get that, get that piece of goodness. All right. I already have my copy. And then we, and then apparently in the main Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker out here wilding, uh, he's the Spider-Man who goblins and he out here moving <laughs> all the way different uh i can't understand why and i will not understand why i just need to know that he he out here making moves and he he different that he the best he been in like a couple years which is saying a lot 
And then finally, KLC Press, we got The Schlub and we got To Kill Your Darlings, both phenomenal books by two of my favorite comic book uh, pals who are, who are the Supple Boys and Ryan Stegman themselves. I'm good friends with all of them. And then finally, we got ourselves Midnight Comics. Yes. <laughs> got ourselves Tales from Midnight. We got Soul. We got the unbeloved. Come at me, bro. Just, just <laughs> go ahead. You know what you have to do. Procure them comics today. Support Black Excellence. Support yes. fine, fine content. <laughs> but that's all I'm. I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna tease y'all with. Yes. What and you what do you two have in the realm of nerddom that like has caught your eye recently? Um, one of the things that well, just anime and stuff right now, or just anything, anything. Uh, we gotta finish. Was that my happy marriage? Oh, that's so good. Not yeah. romance people, but the chokehold that series has on us. Yeah, that's a good show. Keeps messing up. Mm. I was also watching. Um, what was I watching? The Game of One. Mm, romance, romance, ke- romantic killer. Mm. I started mm. that, and I'm enjoying it so far. We started Zombie One Hundred. Well, it's all break. <laughs> it's so permanent. Yeah, right? Definitely. We've been in anime a lot the last years in Star. In Star Wars, right. Animated. Yeah, is it? Nice. Yes, and just for me to speed run so we can jump into it, Undead Unluck is another anime that just dropped uh, that I've heard good things about. Goblin Slayer Season 2. If you've seen Season 1, get ready for the stress. And then uh, a show that's like one of my personal favorites on Netflix, Lupin Season 3 or Part 3 has dropped. I'm definitely hopping into that. So with that, we're going to get into a quick sponsor break, come back, interview with our Midnight Comics guests. All right, so for today's sponsor, we have none other than Midnight Comics. We join this fine community of just pure black excellence, family and brotherhood, as you get to explore many different comic books created by us, for us. This is the second coming of Milestone Media, and we'll be sure to see you all soon. Come check out Tales from Midnight, Soul, and the Unbeloved today. Excellent. So with that, we can just talk about the initial meeting. So we met at BlurCon. Meech, if you want to kind of describe that interaction and then kind of Midnight Comic side of that as well. <laughs> so oh, by BlurCon, you mean DreamCon, sir? Yes. <laughs> All right. So so this is a pretty hilarious uh, story. So me and our third co-host, uh, you know, Alpha Pup Samurai, we were out here because we were able to get into the exhibit hall early uh sorry to uh to our boy here he he got left out in in the stands with the regular folk the uh, common people the, the common folk so so the both of us we're just inside just basically walking around she's trying to look for a, an ace hat for her cosplay and we were just moving around i had myself uh that naruto headband and then as we're walking by a certain brother just decides that hey hey, hey, hey we we noticed your uh headband and he said, stop us. And then we just decided to chat up, you know, talk about like his comics, like what he, what he's creating, looked at what he's got and really captivated us, captivated me, at least with the concept and with the and just with just true, again, black excellence and just being able to express just just pure blurdom out here in these streets. So so like, yeah. And of course, like I said, hey, I'm part of podcast. Love to like connect, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with that, we can kind of get deeper into like how'd you get into DreamCon, like having a booth. But first, we kind of got to know 
the people, our listeners kind of want to just like know who y'all are. So like what are like interests that you've had in like nerddom growing up and like what got you into like comics and stuff like that? Um, did you want to start? Uh, uh, me big into comics first, then manga and anime and all that stuff. Um, I got to comics through way of the shows, like most people, because my father had already thrown away all his old comic books by the time we were born. And so I didn't have access to actual comic books. So I had to get there through Spider-Man, um, X-Men, my favorite. And Super Friends was actually where I started. <laughs> so I, I started with the, the older stuff. And over time, I was able to access comics on my own. That's when I was able to actually start reading comics. And by that time, I was also watching anime. I started reading manga. Sailor Moon was, is, is my big, big one. If you see my office, there's Sailor Moon posters. So yeah, that's how I started. And then made friends. Met this doofus in high school, and we argued about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, my dad, um, massive collection of comic books. Um, I, I'm a DC guy. Well, my dad was trying to push Marvel. I ended up falling in love with DC. Um, Batman and the Animated Series was probably, that 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 was the show for me growing up. Um, and then anime, uh, which again, my dad kind of put me on to first. My first uh, anime was This is a North Star. Um, so yeah, seeing that was just like, oh my gosh, this is a bit like, this is not something that I'll see on Fox Kids. Like, this is amazing. Um, but yeah, so that was, yeah, that's the start of it. Yeah. And he had comic books and he was like, well, I'm picking up this. Do you want something? And that's how it started. So I had my comic collection from Growing up then, too. Sidebar. Even though Sailor Moon was my favorite, my first anime was actually Speed Race. Ooh. That's a good one. So what was the what was the biggest comic book argument y'all had? Marvel versus DC. Just Yeah, Marvel versus DC. Spent all of high sick. We had, we had a whole lunchroom table, and I think we were probably pretty evenly divided on who was on what side. Mm-hmm. I have since been converted. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have since been He said good. He has, was, it, was it the new 52? That did it. Um, you know it's what? All it's sense. You know, I, you. I, 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 I official. I think I guess I officially solidified within the last three or so years. I think my issue has been DC has not left crisis mode, right? Where the crisis events were these big, massive things that ended, right? And you're just like, man, I don't know how they're gonna up it next time. But like. It was Dark Knight's Meadow, and then there's the whole thing with Perpetua. There's the whole thing. Like, it, it was just, it's too, it's too much. <laughs> it's too dark. Dark Knight's thing with Dr. Manhattan. All right. And then Doomsday Clock. It was just, it was just everything. It was just like, okay, like, let's settle down. What is the landscape? What are we doing? What is the point? And DC just, I like DC. I don't, I don't know what they're doing anymore. <laughs> well, in terms of movies, I don't think they know what they're doing either. Oh, that's that's a whole nother. I I have no hope there. At we all. have to just the animated stuff. The animated being the animated stuff. Yeah, the animated Flash is okay. Ezra Miller, whoop, get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I need not say it. I never say it. <laughs> we still have not. Why? We yeah, we still haven't seen it. Don't, just don't. Noted. <laughs> but um, what like actually. What was like the initial like getting into drawing, like experimenting kind of that before getting into like your own comic book sphere? So, um, 
She's making a face at me. Um, so I've been, I, so my dad was an artist. Wait, he's an artist as well. Um, and I wanted to draw stuff like he was drawing and make my own stories. And so I've been drawing off and on since 2000. Um, and I think in 2008, uh, well, no, sooner than that, 2006, excuse me. Um, I started to write a manga and draw a manga. I know we weren't beaten then. Um, so I started trying to write my own manga and stuff like that. I didn't go through the proper writing process. So it was just a uh, panel by panel. Oh, and then this happens and that happens. Da, 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 da. Um, and then kind of lost sight of that. It was just like, Ooh, I want to make stories. Let me go backwards. I apologize. I used to want to be a game designer and my favorite two things were Star Fox and Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, I'm going to write a story. I'm going to make something epic, just like the two of those. And so I wrote a story alongside my friend called the pandemic. No, that's all the end. Nope. nope. Oh no. Um, but so wrote a story for a game, but also was trying to draw. I was just like, I want to tell stories. I like drawing. I like comic books. So, um, yeah, that's where it started until eventually we watched the ending of Naruto, which that kind of is our, our, just let that be our bad third thing, but we're not going to talk about it yet, but our experience with the end of that and our love for what ifs and fan fictions and stuff, um, led to, you know what, let's stop talking about what we would do to make other people things better. And we're going to make something ourselves there we go there's the short version kind of <laughs> short for you yes okay. nice nice yeah so when it comes to like like let's go ahead and just dive a little bit into like the the writing process for you so like you said like all right like yeah i, I want to like do my own thing i was like what was kind of like the starting process of that for you um for which story right um so one of the we do ideas first really yeah we like to start i say we start with the characters for the most part and it depends on the kid but <laughs> okay so how we the characters that are out we definitely started with the characters who wrote the stories fair the midnight comics started we how to say this non-spoilery it goes back to what we were talking about a little while ago about ending mm-hmm. but we started with the ending first mm. and what we were just like all right this is what's going to happen you know and that's that's it. No matter how people feel about the route, this is the ending. How do we get here and who's involved? Um, and so it's just too many creators are afraid to be like, no, this character is too strong. You can't beat them. Or just be like, no, this character is dead. They're not coming back. Like, right. So a lot of the things that we kind of, and I hope it's not, I always say this. I hope we're not rambling too much, but. Oh, you're good. Oh, no, you're good. One of the things I like to point to is batman original like old school batman he died right and robin dick grayson and huntress became the dynamic duo of gotham dick grayson was like i can be batman I can take his mantle and huntress is like no there was only one batman and he's gone <laughs> right his legacy lives on that's it you can still tell any number of infinite stories of what he did that we didn't see that we skipped over whatever but it ended how does the world move on and so one of the things that started with midnight comics even in the naming is you know uh midnight you have a doomsday clock right where x amount of minutes from midnight there's an end but although there's an end it could be the beginning of something new a new beginning right and so the hence the light that's on the logo right it's still a blood moon it's like oh it's dark it's ominous it's scary right what comes after is normally scary right um, so out of the darkness, something new will rise up, new heroes will emerge, and all this other stuff. Um, and also Midnight with Blackness and all of that, that's the dual meaning uh, for Midnight Comics. And so 
the long and short of it is, yeah, the the whole process started. What we're going to write the ending first, and then and then lead up and populate this universe or universes. Um, so, there we go. Yeah. She gave me the nudge. I was I was being. And made the stories based off the endings that were those stories. Boom. Really? And how many people do you have like collabing together for these stories? Us. It's just us. And the ice. And the artists, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, small, small crowd, but hey, y'all get it done. Y'all get it done. Yeah, I would say like, what was kind of some of the some of the other inspirations that you've had for your comic books you're a big history buff yeah okay <laughs> uh, okay so uh, yeah i'm a big history guy and so which soul is specifically one of the things is we don't see any of our pantheon right and, it, and so it was just like let's bring that to the forefront and then my favorite question well what if we did see these what if anubis was over the sky right now what is our reaction as individuals and then what is the world's reactions and then what does that look like a week from now, six months from now, three years from now? What does that look like? How does the world react to these type of things, right? Um, and then, oh, well, soul has the abilities in one of the deities or, or, or Vaman and Ra. Okay, well, if you had those powers, what are you going to do? No knowledge of it. Are you like, I'm going to train and be the greatest? Like, no, not really. You know, you even see in his story, he's swinging his weight around. Who's going to teach him these things? So it becomes a self-discovery thing. What are you going to do with these powers? So now, what if you had those powers? You're going to be a good guy. You're going to be a bad guy. What path are you taking? So just this constant what if, What? how would I react? Well, let me ask you, how, how would you react in getting, you know, trying to really capture the human experience in these fantastic and epic stories? We keep the stories very grounded, but still fantastical fantasy at the same time. Yeah. And believe the Egyptian pantheon is not the only thing that's going to make its way into our stories. There's other stuff coming. There's just hidden in the breadcrumbs behind other things. Things. Another another thing in regards to your 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 question. I love space stuff. I love all things space. And so that that played a big role into the creation of the Grey. Shaminka. Uh, um she's created, you know, uh, uh, black holes through use of artificial or artificial black holes through use of miniature particle accelerators. Mm-hmm. So it's taking, you know, the big scare, uh, the big scare of CERN and the and the Hadron Collider back in the early 2000s. Okay, well she she made miniature versions of those. That's the work. And that <laughs> right, that work. But she's like, oh, I created black holes, and then the company wants to weaponize it. Okay, uh oh, <laughs> wait a second. Right now, there's the scare. Right. We're mass producing <laughs> solar system ending tech. What are we doing? Okay. We already know what the world reacts to things that they don't understand, understand what they're scared of. All right. Now all that pressure is put on one person instead of everybody throwing conspiracy theories out. She's like, it's not a theory anymore. It can happen. It is happening. Mm-hmm. Now what? And so, yeah, just, yes, there we go. <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of different, a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. So with kind of the writing process, um, can you kind of talk to it like when it goes from the idea of the story up to like prints and like selling everything that kind of goes into that? You got <laughs> I was scared that I was going to say it. Like for us, the longest part is really coming up with where and how we want the story to get to the end because we already know what the end is going to be. So now we just have to figure out how we're going to get there. So now we've got the ending, we've got the character, and now we get to argue about the outline. 
So we what we do with all of our stories is we outline them from beginning, first arc, all the way to the end before we write any issues. So like everything is planned out from beginning to end. We know exactly the direction the story is going and like the key story points and themes that we want to hit along the way. It's just converting those into each issue and how we now want to to show them on the panels what we want them to say along the way. Sometimes stuff gets taken out along the way. Sometimes stuff gets thrown in along the way. That's happening a lot with the gray. I'm having fun though. Uh, <laughs> and so we, you do that and then of course each issue is coming out one at a time and beyond that. So we get that issue written. We go over it. We make sure it's exactly how we really want it. Because once it's printed, it's out minute. there. It can't. It can't. <laughs> can't change it. Cause yeah, yeah. We're, we have to make sure that it fit, and we don't screw anything up along the way. After that, <laughs> we could say this. This isn't spoilery. There's there's no resets. Here, oh. Right. We're not we're not wiping the slate clean. Whatever happens is fine. So it's like. That's why I think for us, it was really important to do the ending of each of these stories first mm -hmm. and then go back. How do I lead them to this point? Now, like she said, sometimes we throw some stuff in, but it's like, okay, does it fit? Does it fit? We go to our what if question again. Okay, so what if we do add that? Leading up, this character interaction now becomes this, this person now does that, da da da, da. So it's fun. It turns into a whole but, conspiracy board of ideas. It also tends to always lead back around to, I guess this was supposed to happen because it still fits. Yeah. We'll have these long roundabout arguments for probably about an hour or a couple of days, depending, of should we change this and do this? And just to come all the way full circle back to where we started in the first place and have that whole conversation. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's, we have so many notebooks <laughs> dedicated to like one story and then um, there's the folders and there's google Drive. and then there's folders on folders but it's it's something that feels like it just really comes natural like it's just it's i'm sorry i'm looking at her oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> it's an audio podcast uh, oh fair enough okay perfect <laughs> but yeah it's just it's so easy like we again like outside of like the conversation was just like well what if we do this because we have such a solidified game plan almost mm -hmm. the writing process is just everything just tends to fall into place even yeah. if we're like oh no what about this it just all and it kind of well, yes reassures yeah not the word i was looking for but close enough but yeah it it reassures us mm. that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because everything just always falls right back into place yeah every single time just like, oh, well, we didn't think about this, this thing right here. And it's just like, oh, well, that fits perfectly with what we said right there. And to dive back in onto like more of the process, we do the, <laughs> the, you know, like what are outlines, right? We've written out like, all right, like we'll, you know, outline the whole story out. And then we start separating it into this would be issue one, this would be issue two. Okay, this will make arc one, arc two, so on and so forth to the point where Again, we have the entire series for most of these stories completely done. Um, so like Soul, you have issue two now. I'm finishing writing issue 11. But I have every last one of the issues already outlined and most with the title and everything to each one. Right. So, yeah. So it's just it's so easy to break down for us. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that um, y'all mentioned that y'all are ahead so you won't 
I know kind of your random fan theory might be related to Norhart's work. I won't get too far, but like, mm. pushing you to be like, hey, we need a Mephisto reset <laughs> and keep going. So, right. But but yeah, Meech. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I was about to say, like, like we we not about to get into that can of worms just yet. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, like, yeah, I feel like we've talked a lot a lot about just your like outlines and like how you like come about everything. Were there kind of like any pitfalls or anything that you've like experienced or any like challenges that you've had to like overcome in the writing process what <laughs> what's what's one i thinking that you're ready your studio writing isn't good yeah yeah that is one thing i uh definitely be having moments where it's just like ah this sucks nobody likes this this is not gonna be mm-hmm. um and then i'm like oh well i'll change this that and the third and then that goes into what she was saying we go into this long roundabout kind of discussion debate and then we just end right back up where we left off and it's just like oh well i guess that was pretty good huh yep <laughs> so let's get back to work. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the spouse, sibling, child, mother that's going to be like, oh, yeah, that looks so good. And it's not. I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I think it's trash. I'm telling you it's trash. So, I, you know, if I tell them that it's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Now, there have been some ideas about us. It's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Um, my niece hire you at Marvel. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> First, there'd be so much fixed with X Men if she was in. Where are you for Secret Invasion? Ah, uh, that what that happened? What on the? Oh, the comic story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's a good story. Yeah, I I like the idea that they were trying to present to us, but they like the last episode revelation. It was just like, all right, this is what I needed. <laughs> But that you know, oh well, it's canon now. No, nothing's canon at AMCU. We're doing the t- the the multiverse saga. Everything can be wiped away at the flick of a wrist, right? Put me in Everything's a, canon. Let, let let DC put me on a vixen. Holy, <laughs> she she has a whole vixen soapbox show. Look, <laughs> we're gonna leave it at writers' room. Help y'all. So what's it like, like collaborating with the different artists being like, hey, this story, this art style kind of works, this story, you know, because a few of them were like black and white and then other ones like were more colorful and kind of like that. Um, so let's see. The artists. Yeah, that that is the hardest thing for us. Mm -hmm. Um, like we said, writing a one, finding the right artist. So with our manga artists, we were spoiled. We were spoiled. So that was the first thing we got done. We were trying to find an artist for the other stories. Our manga artist we found on five. Um, and he draws, does the line art, and letters. We're like, oh, this is great. This is how it is. He's very invested. And he's very invested in the story. Love an artist that's um, in the story. As you know, he does the Unbeloved, follows the Shinto religion and lore and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, these are the stories I grew up with. I'm in. Right. And it's just like, hey, I have an idea. You know, and he has actual, like, input. It's just like, okay, cool. Um, finding the artists for the other stories, um, they weren't as invested. Um, so definitely a lot more communication and transparency, a little bit more frustration when trying to explain certain aspects that we were like, we really need X, Y, and Z. Um, but to talk about some of the direction for some of the stories, right? So like you said, there was some that was in black and white. In Tales from Midnight One, you have the Blue Morpho. Um, for the story beat for that, you know, we're telling the prologue or the prologue of the Blue Morpho, which is the ending of the butterfly story. 
Um, Butterfly being first ever African American superheroine, predating Storm and Vixen, but she's in the public domain. And, we, and came out in the 70s. And we were like, that is a lot of history. Let's explain why she's gone, disappeared out of the scene, right? Canonically giving a reason why she only had two issues ever telling her exploits and then continue the story through our own original character, her daughter, the Blue Morpho. But the big part, of course, is that comics back then were her story were black and white. Yeah. Right. And so we said, we're going to call this the end of an era and we're going to keep it in black and white so that you can read Butterfly 1 and 2 and then pick up the Blue Morpho issue 0 and it could treat it like the Butterfly number 3. Hmm. Um, and so that's pretty much why we did that. Artist was on board with that, gave them examples of what the old stories look like and said, let's match left, let's do that. And that was great. That was great. We do have a color version. We do have a color okay. version, yeah. Um, but yeah, just... Uh, and we do have like each story we do have a specific idea in our head of what we want the art to look like mm -hmm. and sometimes it is a struggle to find that someone asked sometimes yeah. it's a struggle to afford that i don't know this is that it's really probably the biggest yeah yeah and so that's why i was gonna get when i was talking about how our our manga artist spoiled us because he was like oh yeah line art and let us yeah and then it was like Oh, that's not how the world works. There's a line artist. There's a colorist. There's a letter. Some cases, there's a there's a penciler. There's an inker. There's a letter. So on and so forth. So it was just like, oh, so it was it was difficult getting acclimated to what what truly goes into getting the artwork and stuff done. Like we said, the writing part, that's easy. That's you know, we obsess over the writing. Just I I. I <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about the writing piece anymore. We could just we could. Oh my god get a story together like that um but the artists yeah it's difficult finding them and we really had to lean on um those that came before us to find artists to match the visions um so so yeah just coming together in camaraderie to find artists and then really being able to communicate effectively what it is you want and how it works i hope that answered the question i'm sorry <laughs> the artist that fits the story style it's just like okay i'm gonna need you to do all the rest of this <laughs> Because the gray art is everything. The, the new soul art is also everything. I feel like that just goes with the story so well. Yeah. Soul issue three is a whole new new art style. Art style. And it's So all the the whole initially with Tales One that you got, we wanted to find four different artists. Yeah. For the four different stories. But you know, we were new, we didn't know anybody, we were still trying to figure it out. So the gentleman that did the cover, I mean, the, all the artwork is the same guy in Tales 1. Um, and then, you know, as we continue to grow and meet new people and stuff like that, we've had the opportunity to interact with new artists. And so now we're like, so like the, the reason why we haven't started the Blue Morpho really is we haven't found the artist that meets yeah. the grit, right? The first artist was good, but... That old school, pencil-y, gritty, gritty, dark, just... Because the story is... is it's definitely a story. It's 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 dark. It's actiony, but it's the themes and the the events that take place is just it deserves more of that old school style. Yeah. Mm. Even because of the time period, which is in the nineties, like it just it needs that old school feel to it. Yeah. So we're still trying to find it, but <laughs> um, but yeah. So just the hope is each story has a particular thing that we like. There's certain artists that's just like that's what we want. And we're going to wait until we could have. Yeah. 
Yes, Mitch. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, and just, hey, art's also just a phenomenal part of the story. Uh, let's, and speaking of story, right? Let's, let's go ahead and talk about like some of the characters in, in your favorite, uh, in our favorite, uh, stories, right? And let's talk about like kind of, you know, some of the, the inspiration kind of like not let's get into this, like some spoilery territory or anything because we we want to make sure that the listeners they want to procure a copy if, if they find it interesting but let's go ahead and talk let's go ahead and have you guys talk about like the pitch the same way y'all did to me <laughs> at dream con like, okay let me tell you a story uh-uh chill out <laughs> let's start with tales from midnight and how yeah. that kind of came came about yeah so tales from midnight is right the, i'm sorry yeah. Uh, but Tales from Night is our anthology series um, that actually is the first showing of our flagship character, Soul. Um, but you're getting Blue Morpho, Soul, The Grey, and Admani all wrapped up four stories in one book. Uh, um, who I had a brain fart. Oh, my God. Tell, no, no, no. I almost went to Tales with it. Yes. Yeah, so Tales from Night, uh, if we were to compare it to anything, think about as your Shonen Jump, right? Or even back in the day, your action detective comics where you have the opportunity to get a feel for everything that we have to offer. Um, all wrapped up in that one book. So our our goal was to provide something for everybody. Um, Soul, of course, is your classic superhero. Uh, the Blue Morpho, you get uh, oh, your old school vigilante, gritty, darker stories. Um, and Admani and the Gray are really touching on. Admani is touching on mental health issues and stuff. Not tra- just not sure traditional superhero story. And same thing with the Gray. Um, so yeah, just the mental health, just traditional superhero story. Well, yeah. That- <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, Tales from Midnight, the whole idea was to give you more uh, and more of an idea of everything we have to offer. There we go. Trying to make it concise because I think I went over when me and you were talking. Because <laughs> initially, Tales from Midnight was going to be full of one shots and we chose to move it temporarily to give you introductions to the stories that we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about going back to also doing those one shots and then maybe those will get ongoing stories. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And within like some of those one shots, but there's like any, well, of course, probably sold perhaps more than anything else. But it was like any particular like one where it's like, oh, no, this has to be like its own ongoing or or like one that you bittersweet. All of them ended up being that (laughs) Tales 1 and 2, they all. Yeah, Tales 1 and 2 ended up being the stories that we were going to keep going and we just wanted to be able to be like, hey, these are the stories you're going to get. What do you like? Which yeah. one do you want? <laughs> so we let people vote on them. And so, yeah, funny you brought up Soul first. Soul was the number one pick by the community. It was like, ah. mm-hmm. so he's getting his first. And then the Grey got hers next, followed by Admani. So I will say in Tales of the Night 2, the last day goes crazy. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> so the story I was writing in high school is a combination uh was a combination of dogma or what would become dogma and the last day mm-hmm. um and yeah yeah <laughs> you see nothing yes <laughs> yeah because like because when i was reading one i was like oh dang these stories are ending so quickly and i was like okay so when i get to number two and then i saw the last day i was like dang it i actually want to get the, i want to see the whole story for this one so yeah uh but with that we're talking about characters are there any characters obviously you know you're talking about pantheons and just like different um systems of power and things like that are there any characters where it's like this is based on someone in like either a good way or a bad way oh, oh. real life like people that we know yes, oh. yes. 
Um, so in a good way, yeah. So the well, hmm. there's a character that I developed with my or the Raven Raven Dolman character is a character I developed with my father. Um, so we didn't make that character together. There is a hmm, trying to think. I don't think there's any characters we. Edmani is literally well. Edmani is just yeah. <laughs> Edmani is just based off of me. All of it. Um, there's a character in the Gray um, that we'll meet in issue two. Yes. Um, who is based off of my mother? Uh, she was very excited for that. So, <laughs> dang, I don't think no, nobody, no, nothing else though. Nobody that we know. Nothing that intentionally. <laughs> Uh, that'd be crazy if, like, your friends read is like, hold on, is this me? Uh, I don't know. What are you talking about? Preposterous. Here's that little blurb that you put at the beginning of the story. All the fictional characters. Any um, relation to any life person is purely coincidental. That's the option at the beginning? Yeah. Lover. Lord. No, that's your stamp of, nope, I'm saved. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and and now let's go ahead and talk about the boy, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the the actual legend himself, Mister Soul. Like, go ahead, spill spill your pitch. Yeah, so um, Soul, flagship character, he has two Egyptian deities inside of him, Amon and Ra. Um, they were fighting against an entity known as Isfet, the embodiment of chaos. They were losing that fight and decided to dive and put their essence inside of a human. Uh, which was Deidre Jackson, Soul's mom. He had no idea she was pregnant, and uh, the powers went to Soul. The mind of Amon Ra goes to Soul's mom. So we get to see the ramifications of all of that uh, throughout the course of that story, um, and of course the pantheons that knew Amon Ra's reaction to this new, this human exhibiting those powers. So and y'all ain't seen. No. Oh my gosh, y'all! Yeah. Uh, there's. T- the direction we're going with this story, oh my gosh. This first arc, which I guess I guess I'm in the second arc right now, technically. Oh my gosh. This I will say I've introduced I could say I can which one of the gods that I've introduced. So Anubis obviously is in the second one. Anubis <laughs> isn't one of them. Can I say the other one? I've introduced one and I didn't realize I was gonna write him so well. And oh my gosh, it is terrifying. <laughs> Oh, nice. It's terrifying. There, you know, when you read a lot of these, a lot of superhero stories nowadays, and we, I guess we touched on this earlier, there's not a lot of stakes. Um, and you don't really feel genuine fear for the character. Like, you're like, oh, no, Batman's hurt. You know Batman's not going to die. Like, okay, oh, this is a Superman story. Su- oh, no, Kryptonite. Oh, jeez. The way I wrote <laughs> some of these issues for Soul, you're just like, dude, get up, Soul. Get up. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to remember that none of our characters are safe. There's no no one safe in our stories. Yeah. So, so wait. <laughs> early season one attack on Titan. Yes. Like, imagine if. You know, we saw Aaron get eaten, and you're like, oh, my gosh, they didn't, and then they brought him back. All right, nix that part. The rest of the story is about Armin and Mikasa. Now, like, what? You know? So, yeah. So that's gives you an idea of what Midnight Caucus is trying to do. It's crazy that Demetrius mentioned Attack on Titan, because I was thinking uh, Invincible. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, boy, Margaret, no. from Invincible to Invincible. Right. Um, <laughs> One season. 
for that poor boy up. He gonna get his get back in season two, hopefully. Hopefully, he gonna save him for season three. <laughs> All I have to say, well, yes, I read the entire thing, so I I, I can't say much, but uh. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's all I can say. <laughs> I can only say noises. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so with Pantheons, I know you mentioned Egyptian gods. Are there any other you're able to say at the moment? Mm. She can't. Uh, <laughs> so we do bring the Shinto deities in via the envelope. Um, we can't say that. Um, we do have we do have Christian lore and they dogma, right? Christian lore. Um, <laughs> Oh goodness, we can't, we can't. There's, we, there's, no, that's all we can say. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's try to scoot around it somehow. No, yeah. So there are plenty of we're bringing in African pantheons being brought into the fray. There we go. Sure. If it was just me, I would have accidentally spilled the beans. Just this. That's partially why I keep staring at her. Like, <laughs> I'm the Tom Holland out of us right now. Ooh, <laughs> right. Yeah, see, and that's that's why you need her around, brother. That's why you man. Uh, but yeah, let's keep. Let's also keep on going. See, so you got your flagship title, Soul. You know, with all all the gods. Uh, I'm about to think. I'm thinking God Award. They about to get they they get back. But let's go ahead and also let's move on a little to the unbeloved. Yes. Let's talk about it. Said Dork. Uh, <laughs> so basically, yeah, long ago the gods were tasked with. Uh, maintaining order and structure in the shapeless chaos that is the world, and um, we get to see them in the in their heyday, as you would in Chapter Zero, actually fulfilling that mission. However, in Chapter One, we fast forward to the modern day. If those type of deities were out there fighting about, we ask that question again, right? What what, what does that look like, right? The first page, everything's decimated. What happened between zero and one? What? Who are the kids? What? What are their point and purpose and all of that? After getting in there, but yeah, again, just asking that question: these larger than life beings, right? What does that look like in the real world? And will they be successful in their mission? So there we go. But yeah, oh, I, I, I oh my gosh, that story. Um, <laughs> the if you know anything about Shinto lore, we can make some guess. You can definitely make a lot of guesses um, in regards to what's happening. Um, as you know, y'all know what happens to a certain character at the end of issue zero and chapter zero, and they they could accidentally solo your favorite verse. You might as well, a touch from that character might as well be a Hakai. You know, like it's <laughs> like um, so. So yeah, so I'm I'm really excited because we are scaling these characters to such a degree. Like like how do you stop something like that? Death incarnate, I guess you can we can say without spoiling what exactly, but essentially death incarnate, how do you defeat death? But also the other character that's introduced that we get to see a lot more of it chapter two. Oh so on chapter two's cover we have an unbound genie. Can it like his his name Kalaraza translates to Lord of Death. So you know, if you want to have a fun what if battle versus battle characters in our verse, can an unbound genie defeat Death Incarnate? Mm. You know what I mean. So it's just like, like also, what can our main character? Our main characters, our poor main characters. I'm scared for them. You see them on chapter one. These unassuming children. Can, do they have what it takes to stop the characters? It is slow them in so much. Fun. 
You know, I feel like what's his face that be writing flashes. Yeah, I'm gonna torture you today. So, like the uh, main, the, the main writer of Jujutsu Kaisen and Gojo. Right, right. Poor. How oh. can I make life miserable today? Right. What bone can I break? How can I break your spirit? Just what can I do? One back. And that next issue for the envelope, which is done. Oh my gosh. Oh my also, god! It should, it, it should be releasing this year. Uh, just throw that out there. Um, but dude, with the dude, you know, they come face to face with the enemy. I know I'm writing it, but I'm like, I don't know if they're ready. I don't know. It's like it's like putting it's like putting part one Naruto characters in into the war arc. Like it's like y'all are this is not supposed to be happening right now. Oh, children! That, right, that's the start eventually. Right, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, so Unbeloved is definitely just tapping a lot of those Shinto Shinto lords and stuff and bringing it into the modern day. So. Yeah, nice. And outside of the big ones, what kind of like passion characters or projects within the Tales of Midnight are like your favorites? The Gray. The Gray is, is yeah, the Gray is my favorite character. Yeah, I, I think it's just unfortunate no one's actually seen Yara herself in action yet. So I only know because I'm writing it and I know what's happening in the story as I write it because. <laughs> Issue zero of the gray with the with of the blue morph of full with the butterfly. You only see Yara as a baby. Mm-hmm. That's her on the cover. Why it's the black and white part, and that's her on the cover with the book bag. And so, of course, I'm picking up writing her 18 years later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, I think that's slowly becoming my favorite. Yeah, I like the gray because she science. She's the well, cause science stuff, but. You know, she's so smart, but it's like everybody wants to be a superhero, right? But what are the logistics of that? Well, not everybody, but I'm just saying when you see these superhero stories and it's like, I have powers or I can do something about it. I want to, like nobody's thinking through, or a lot of times they're not thinking through, like the specifics of it. We So My Hero Academia, if I were to point to anything, right? Deku didn't care. He just threw everything away and just ran initially in to go and save Bakugo from that like slime monster in, in that first episode. Right. It's like, I'm not thinking about whatever, but now, okay, right. let's take that longer term, right? And not put her as in as dire of a situation, right? She's like, yeah, you notice she doesn't have a mask, right? Oops. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, all right, you know, and this is something that kind of gets tackled in the Blue Morpho as well, where it's just like, we're not rich people, right? We can't just forego our everyday life to dedicate to this, what am I actually sacrificing doing this? And then in, for the Blue Morpho specific, not Blue Morpho, excuse me, for the Gray specifically, she can't fight. No, <laughs> she has no eggs. Um, <laughs> smart. So you'll see her try to, like, yeah, you know, okay, she might squabble, but, you know, somebody comes up and punches her, punches at her, she's not gonna block and dodge. She's not, she's not her like that, you know? And so what happens when she gets caught off guard and she's surrounded? What does she got to do? I mean, she's wielding some really powerful weapons with these black hole powered particle accelerators. Sure. Fortunately, just like these kids, she just keeps getting thrown in situations she's not ready for. Right. Instead of a real tendency to get pushed Right. Bless her heart. She'd be getting gut shot. It's, 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 but I love how smart she is. I love how they're all grounded in a certain sense, but I love how much more so she is. Because it's all science. Yeah. 
And so, yeah. So she's so smart. She's so excited. She's a she's a big she's a blur. Right. And yeah. so she's just like, yeah, I have tech. I can be a hero. I'm going to just do it. Booksmart did not think that through. So, now of course, again, with her stories, her employer steals her tech. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to stop them. Well, they know it's your tech, dummy. <laughs> you know, so now, you know, it's just, it's a lot of logistics she didn't think of, but I'm excited to tell that story. <laughs> Man, that, that is very incredible. Just, uh, and yeah, and you just making all them pitches actually got me high key uh, excited for your next stories, but also high key terrified at the same time. Um, oh, you should be. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not even going to hold you. Uh, also, Death God, uh, he can be Goku. I'm I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. y'all, y'all made this, y'all made the man too strong. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, so to all the G- DBZ stands, uh, I, I know it's a sad day in, in paradise, <laughs> but, uh, but yep, he's going to have to take this L on that one. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so you, you mentioned like all the future projects that you guys got and all like the, you, the future, like what, what's next on kind of like the, the interconnected universe, if you will, mm. like comics. So the next spoil it. So the next is honey. Yeah. So the kicks. So the last Kickstarter rise. So the grand and body, those physical rewards have been sent out. All digitals have been sent in. Um, the next thing that's going to drop is the unbeloved chapter three and, and the volume and volume one. So all four of those books will be wrapped up. The volume one cover is so beautiful. Oh, volume one cover. Oh my, gosh. so beautiful. Um, but yes. So that's next. Um, we do have another story that'll be releasing at the end. Well, let me not get ahead of myself. Soul 3 is slated to drop early next year. Um, there's actually seven pages left on that before it's completely done. Um, the Gray Issue 2 yes. just needs to be lettered. That's done. Yes, please. Um, that'll release next year. Um, the Gray Issue 3 is in production, but then we have a new story that will be dropping next year. Next year. In the next year called God Hand. So that'll be our second manga series. Um, can I say the thing? May as well now. <laughs> we haven't said it. We've only announced the title and the logo. We haven't said anything about what the theme of it is. And it's not the theme. The genre. Genre. Is this all exclusive? This is exclusive. <laughs> this is the first. So it is a very, it's a dark and gritty Sentai story. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> so you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So the um, you know how most Sentai shows have a double title. So this one is Shin Henshin, meaning God Transformation, and then the main the English title is God Hair. Some oh, yeah, it's no. Not even that is going to tackle some some heavy things. That should, uh, it will save that for the story. We'll save that for the story, but it's. It's good. It's really good. There. And what's the first manga? Oh, uh, the unbeloved. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. There we go. Nice. Shin Henshin Godo Hendo. Yes. But I'll I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. So just with that, any outside of the initial tales of midnight, and then what you mentioned, any other goals for the future with just like your writing? Do you want to make midnight comics like bigger, like where you have like other writers working underneath and you know, you're like the overlords and stuff like that. But not the overlords. Um, go ahead. Yeah. We keep a lot of our stories very close to the chest and just like, don't, don't know if we want other people touching our, essentially our children. 
<laughs> yeah. Like we have so, but there's also so many stories that we have tucked away that we can't work on right now because we're busy working on these stories. Yeah. It's just like, we will eventually probably have to get somebody to write some of them. Yeah. It's just a question of which ones are we the least attached to? But we're so invested in all of them. It's, so that's, it's tough. But yeah, I think eventually outside of the writing section, um, we want to get, uh, we want to get a show. We want to get one animated. Yeah. Um, and if you guys are familiar with uh, Blurred Station and all and that in that endeavor, we are actually in talks of potentially getting Soul animated through there. So more, that's another exclusive. You heard that here first as well. All right. Um, so definitely check them out for sure. But yeah, the hope is to try to get Soul animated through there. Um, and of course, yeah, just have cartoons for all of these. I think that'd be my gosh, that'd be epic. Yeah. Um, what else? I want a video game. I want a video game. <laughs> I've wanted this in for years. Um, there was something. Actually, what you wanted first. That is what I wanted first. So the name of the game would have been Indie Versus. I have since turned that into something completely different, but I wanted to have an indie Marvel versus Capcom. I wanted to have our characters and, you know, anybody else that was interested in stuff like that. And I was talking with this. Uh, with Lonzo over at Concrete, and we were just like, that would be something epic. Start with ours, and then, you know, just start branching out. DLC, if you would, with other indie creators. Indieverse. But with indie versus, yeah, but now what that's turned into is we do an indie breakdown, we talk to the other creators about the characters, and then we randomize one, say that character versus that character. Boom. So we still have our versus match and stuff. But one day a video game. One day a video game. That would be awesome. So those are like big dreams. Like death battle slash uh world's deadliest warrior. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Hey, so it's like uh hey, get your characters in there, boy. Be quiet. <laughs> uh oh. I'll have mine. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Uh so yeah, that was great. Meech, any other questions you have? Oh man, I I think I've exhausted like so much. You, you you have said so much. You've answered like a lot of my questions just just on this amazing just basically just com- I'm literally just staying speechless right now. That's kind of crazy. That's a first. Yeah. So so y'all got a distinct honor for that one. But yeah, it's just awesome having you guys here. And I I have I have nothing else. What I you, I didn't yeah. uh, only one like. What was the process of like getting a booth at DreamCon and what other conventions have you been to as like uh exhibitors? Yeah. Um so we went to Atlanta a lot of Atlanta. Ooh. Atlanta Comic Con was the first one back in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um so that wasn't too difficult to get into. Um DreamCon DreamCon we went to last year, which I guess we did have a little bit of a longer wait last year, but I think this year when we signed up it was we, we it wasn't too difficult because I guess we had been to the one previously, um. So getting approved, if you would, uh, wasn't too difficult. But like the process, you know, you sign up, they're asking for the website and all that stuff just to verify what all your you know you're selling like, and stuff like that but. to make sure something tangible that can get. Yeah, that website is oh my gosh, that is at least on the social media for a lot of is not is really yeah as long as you have something they can see verify yeah yeah. So yeah, it wasn't too bad, but you know, just have all your ducks in a row, I guess. Nice, nice. But no, so, outside, outside of we, next, next year, twenty twenty four, we we gonna go. Yeah, 
Yes. So with that, now we can get into one of our favorite segments, uh, a segment that I'm technically banned from. um, But I I was saved uh, because of recent events. But (laughs) but we're going to get into our random fan theory of the week. Uh, So what random fan theory have you do you two have? Uh, crazy. I love it. So think about it. And, and, and I'm sure it's been out. Mater should have won. He should have won, and 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 it's quite possible that he did. Right, hear us out. The whole point of the infinite Sukuyomi was to make sure that everybody got what they wanted. They would be stuck in a dream world where they got exactly what they wanted everybody literally got what they wanted. Even in the final battle, Obito is in the afterlife with Rin. He literally got what he wanted, right? Naruto and Hinata ended up together. Naruto became Hokage. Sasuke got, uh, Sakura got Sasuke. Like, everybody won, right? Sasuke got even, I mean, you know, we can argue about how how in-depth the dream and stuff went. Sasuke got closure with his brother. Like, everything, everybody got, Kakashi got closure with Obito. You know what I mean? Orochimaru not in prison. Orochimaru's not in prison. Kabuto, you know, Kabu- everything Kabuto was trying to do, right? Everybody, everybody got what they wanted. Um, hell, Madara even got to try to fight Hashirama again. Like, everything worked the way everybody wanted. Um, and so here's how they can still make that a reality. If I'm just now getting caught up with some of the story beats for Boruto, but... <laughs> I don't know if this is spoilers, but the whole time skip and everything like that, Borto has had to leave the village because somebody essentially changed reality to make it seem like he's the bad guy and that he, you know, you know, killed Naruto or whatever, but, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so if somebody has the ability to completely warp reality like that, then there's no reason why it's not possible. I think the Kara organization or the Otsutsuki, however you pronounce that, they are immune to the infinite Tsukuyomi, right? What is car? What is the karma seal? It's something. It's basically an upload of the Otsutsuki DNA. So anybody that has that is not affected by that. So what if everything that they're doing on here is really to break the cycle of these trees? Because we know that these aliens, the Otsutsuki clan, is that's all they do is they're going around to these different planets, planting these tree mites, and and basically you know feeding off of this chakra tree and all this other stuff. So okay, cool. What if Jigen, who wasn't messing with uh, 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 Kaguya, because the whole point of his mission was essentially get killed by her or merged into her, or whatever. The same thing with Momoshiki and Kenshiki and all that other stuff. He's not, he's going against the grain. He went against the grain. He's me. Right. And so, what if his thing was to stop this from happening? And now, all the events that are taking place, and maybe Boruto's mission is just like, you know what? I know what I must do. Or, or Momoshiki or whatever, like that, trying to go against the grain. You as well. are the one. You're going to break this, but you will sacrifice everything. You, mm. yourself, your friends, everything. You'll never exist, but you'll have saved the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, dang, Naruto wanted to be acknowledged by everybody, right? Boruto is just, I guess in this case, having to prove that he's willing to do what's right, no matter what the cost is, right? He had everything, and now he has to be brought to nothing, right, to have his f- full character arc. Anyway, it's a fever dream. Boruto must sacrifice himself to save the old world, if you would. And none of this is happening. That That is like one of... Potter got stabbed when he was reading the manga. I was just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's... We all did. We all did. We all did. 
That is one of the most, the best, most th- thought out random fan theories we've had on this show. <laughs> we've had aliens, we've had AI, both for me, which again was proved correct. Uh, thank you, Matt. <laughs> so there we go. He said, no longer banned. I'm right. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> he was being afraid to just end things. Modern, but we're stronger than everybody. He won. The end. World peace. Right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so with that, we are going to get, unless you have anything else, Mitch, we can get into recommendations and blogs. No, you're still banned, by the way, but, uh, you've got... He kept talking about whales, and at that point, I'm I'm out. Okay, look, look, look. The whales are teaming up to take out yachts. We've never seen this in human history. So, like, obviously, one of the whales got isekai and, like, is coming back to, like, you know, get the whales and orcas together. <laughs> no, I think the mer people are just mad, and they're they're instructing them. That's all it is. It's not the whales. Or it's Black Manta with the the black. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Lord, he's shaking his head. No, he's upset because of Hera is in that movie. Oh yeah. No, I'm. I was just thinking of our boy uh, Namor. Uh, he, it was really Namor that was doing all this. That's the true by the true culprit. Mm-hmm. The, the true king of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, with recommendations, obviously, kind of like what we did in our last episode, where we brought on our boy to uh, recommend his comics. I'm recommending Midnight Comics. Uh, check that out, and like we can get into later plugs. Meech, your recommendations? Um, let's see. I have this thing called uh, Tales from Midnight Number One, uh, Tales from Midnight Number Two. I have this thing called uh, Soul Issue Number Two, and then we have the Unbeloved Issue Number Zero. The Unbeloved issue number one and the Unbeloved issue number two. So uh, I'm going to need y'all to uh, go and run that. Yes. Any recommendations you have outside of yourselves so that you can just recommend yourself, honestly? Um, No, we definitely have some. Definitely check out all those books that they mentioned for sure. Definitely. Uh, um, with the Grey issue one and Edmani issue one coming soon to the uh, the website. Website. Um, But we got to definitely shout out our friends over at uh, Concrete Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, They're doing a phenomenal job. All of those stories honestly amazing. are amazing my favorite my favorite is still odina odina's still my girl so that's definitely one uh acolytes definitely you have disappointed you brethren i disappointed or you did not say acolyte because <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm team decimation earth you know really i'm the first okay yeah oh then again i'm a big like huge lovecraft guy yeah okay huge horror buff so that picture the direction that acolyte is going in um, I'm the ending, the ending of four. Yeah. The ending of four. I'm like, Ooh, it's, it's, if I were to compare it to something, the first thing that came to my mind was like Unicron. Right. So without spoiling, they like, that's the first thing that came to mind with that ending cliffhanger. So I'm really excited again, sci-fi and stuff like that, where that's going to go. To be fair, my actual favorite story ended up being a one shot. So there's no more coming. Um, that's Andy Starboy. Andy Starboy. I, I really enjoy Andy Starboy. Danny. So yeah, country comes. <laughs> nice. All right. So with that, we can get into plugs. Uh, just plug it. Literally everything that you have where people can find uh, Midnight Comics, uh, the stories, Tales of Midnight, Unbeloved, all of that merch website. 
Okay, for sure. So, of course, midnightcomics.org. Uh, you'll be able to find everything on there. And yeah, we do have merch now as well. So we have all those stories. Um, yeah, merch, shirts, mugs, everything on midnightcomics.org. Social media wise, we are Midnight X Comics everywhere except for Facebook and YouTube. Where we are just Midnight, just midnight Comics. Comics. And you can also find us at patreon.com slash Midnight Comics. Yeah. Excellent. Which is like any verses, by the way. All right. It's time. Let's go ahead and do this whole thing all over again. Uh, we have ourselves our Instagram, our ex, formerly known as Twitter, and our Threads account, uh, all as Blurred City Twenty Two. Like, comment, subscribe, give all, hit the bell, hit all the notifications, all that good jazz. Then we have our Discord page as linked in all three of those respective pages because you want to join this fine community of just straight degenerates. Uh, we got ourselves some. Some random fan theories, courtesy of somebody, and then <laughs> and then just other rent and then memes, courtesy of the good one, aka me. So what we got next, right? We have ourselves our YouTube and our Patreon, commonly known as Blurred City Pod. If you want to donate some little cheddar, you get access to very exclusive podcast episodes that have not been released onto our podcast platforms, namely our character analysis of one of the best Naruto characters of all time, don't at me, Nagato Uzumaki, a.k.a. Pain. So, so then we got ourselves our, uh, we also have ourselves our email address, blurredcity22 at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us, reach out to us from there. That way you can submit your own random fan theories. So that way I do not have to hear more of his shenanigans. And then we also have, and then you also submit your own geek out freakouts, your own uh like episode suggestions and all of that. And then finally, I on TikTok, I am the Rogue Jedi, though as of recently I was formerly the Rogue Jedi. I would like to correct that cuz now I'm the Jedi Ronin. So because I'm out here, I ain't I ain't got no master and I'm out here doing my own thing now. And however long we got TikTok, that's however long we got. And then it, it may spin off into my own uh, social media platforms from there. What you got? All right. For my individual author pages, we have my Instagram, Mitri underscore Dash. That is M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. Please stop DMing me. You know who you are. Uh, with that, uh, my ex, formerly known as Twitter, at the Mad Dash 16. And if you're interested in my book, Phantom Pain's A Most Irregular Tale, you can catch that on Amazon and Kindle. Ideally dropping the sequel in 2024. So, yep. All right. So with that, we like to do words of encouragement. And since we have our guest on, uh, just anything you want to say to the people, listeners, aspiring writers, or just anything like that you want to leave? Okay. Well, um, don't be scared and just do it. It's it's going to be daunting. It's going to be scary, but nobody's going to write it. Nobody's going to gonna do it besides you. Go out there and just do it. I thought you were going to say that other thing. What other thing you always said? You said it. You are the most important person to someone. That is the other one. <laughs> excellent, excellent. We love it, and thank you so much again for coming on. Um, definitely recommend. Definitely go and catch all the products, and we already follow you all on your socials. So, okay. yes, thank you. Okay. So, as we like to say, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now, and that's the Blurred City Podcast. See ya later. Mm-hmm.